You're listening to the message podcast of High Ridge Church Longview, where our vision is to help you know God, find freedom, discover purpose, and ultimately make a difference. We are so glad that you're here, and we pray that this message impacts your life as you apply the spiritual truths from God's Word in practical ways. Let's listen in. We've got something special today as we get to welcome in for the very first time right here to this platform from High Ridge Mineral Wells, my friend, Pastor Ryan Sims. Let's have a big, warm, long view welcome for Pastor Ryan. It's been awesome watching him grow in the Lord and doing amazing things right there at High Ridge Mineral Wells. So this is first chance to be here and in, in, in person right here at High Ridge Longview and take this platform. So let's stretch out our hands towards him, if you would. Let's ask the Lord to bless this message. Father, I thank you in advance for the word that Pastor Ryan has been given to give to us. I pray that our hearts would be open and attentive, our minds would be alert, that we would receive all that you have in store for us through your messenger, through Pastor Ryan in Jesus' name. Everyone said together, amen. amen. God bless you, brother. All right, if you're happy to be in the house of the Lord, can you give Jesus some praise this morning, church? Oh, I said act like you're happy to be in the house of the Lord. Are you, give your Lord some praise. Come on, everybody. There we go. Man, I am so excited to be in this house with y'all today and so excited to be here for the first time to share the word. I got my smoking hot trophy wife right here on the front seat with me right there. Um, She just loves when I say that as well. Her name is Danielle. She'd love to connect with you after service. We have two beautiful daughters, Layla and Layton. They're four and one. They are with grandparents this weekend and we are super excited. We're celebrating our eight year anniversary tomorrow and so um, super excited about that. And it's just such an honor to be part of a church, uh, a family of churches that is healthy. I don't know about you, but uh, that just gets me so excited. I love being uh, a son of the house and being a son of uh, Pastor Jeff and fourth, a spiritual son to him. And and I love that, um, man, I just love your pastor so, so much. Uh, He's he's known me for 10 years and he still invited me here. (laughs) Like he put up with 22 year old me, 22 year old me. Like it, I was a lot to handle and he gave me ministry opportunities. He, he allowed me to, to lead groups in the ministries he was leading. I've known him for a long, long time. And I want you to know that um, I just love your pastor so much. He, he checks up on me every week. You know, I've only been uh, uh, the campus pastor for High Ridge Minerals for about a year and a few months now, and he checks up on me every week to see how I'm doing, how he can be helpful to me, how he can be praying for me, giving me ideas on things and when challenges come around. So I'm just so thankful for your pastor. Can we give him a round of applause, everybody? Love Pastor Tim. So honored. Uh, to be here uh, to let you know that things in minerals are going great. We've seen lots of growth in, in the last year in 2021 in a small town of Mineral Wells, Texas, we saw 442 people give their lives to the Lord last year. Uh, praise the Lord. That is, uh, God is on the move and we're so excited about all that he's doing in Mineral Wells and I'm so excited to see and to hear what is happening here in Longview, Texas because God is on the move. And so as I was preparing to, uh, to share with you today, and Pastor Tim said, hey man, what, what, whatever you want to preach on, um, I'm like, that, that can be tough for a pastor because I want to preach all of it, right? 
And so uh, the Lord often speaks to me through stories of things that have happened in my life and, and, and pops those to mind and reminds me of something that happened and then gives me a sermon afterwards. So I was reminded a few years ago, me and a couple of buddies decided that we were going to Lake City, Colorado and we were going camping. But we were not going to go glamping, y'all. We were gonna go for real man camping. We weren't bringing no food. We were, being, we were bringing our lake straws. We were gonna drink from the lake. We were gonna eat off the land and we were gonna catch fish because we were gonna be men. Now here it is, beginning of May in Lake City, Colorado when we're looking at the weather and it's 60 degrees. But we weren't gonna be in Lake City, Colorado. We were gonna be 10,000 feet in the air, Lake City, Colorado. And so I was with two like swole, great in shape guys, God's gift to women guys, like, uh, I mean, like just way better shape than I. And they had backpacks that were like made for hiking and I had a duffel bag and a piece of rope to hold it together. And not to mention, it was like 70 or 80 pounds and I'm like 150 pounds soaking wet, right? So like, I, I was not prepared for this. And then I get to the hike where we're going up to Crystal Lake to, hike, to camp for a couple of days, the hike is like this. It's like walking on a Stairmaster for hours. It was terrible. Every part of my body is hurting. I'm tired, but if you know me, I'm stubborn and I'm competitive. So I'm not gonna be the guy that quits. I was already being the guy that was holding us back quite a bit. They were having to wait on me, but I was just kept going, kept going, kept praying, Lord, please let them stop. Lord, please let us see a bear or something so we have to stop. And, and we just kept going, kept going. And finally, I held us back long enough that it got nighttime and we heard bears and noise. And that's for another story, right? And, and so we decided, hey, there's a little fat, a flat piece of land right here. We'll go ahead and put a tent up for the night. And I was like, praise Jesus, hallelujah. Uh, I mean, I've never been so exhausted or tired. And man, so we, we set up a tent and about two in the morning, I hear rain. I was like, hey, y'all hear that? It's raining outside. Oh, man, uh, it's raining. And then we get up at seven in the morning. That was not rain that I heard. It was snow. And now our trail is completely covered and we have no signal. So now we've got to go find Crystal Lake. Now, Crystal Lake was only 30 minutes away if we had our trail. Five hours later... We find Crystal Lake, and I'm so excited. We're almost out of water. I had a, I just, we took a couple things of beef jerky, but that's all we have. I'm ready to catch some fish. Foot of snow, and the lake is completely frozen over. I look at my buddy, and I said, I told you we should have waited till June, but you had to go in May. What are we gonna do? He's like, I got this. And he was like, we didn't come all this way tonight drink from the lake. We didn't come all this way to not catch some fish. So he's like, I'm gonna break that ice. And so he pulls out his nine millimeter. His nine millimeter, you already know where this is going. 
And I'm like, you're crazy. Do not shoot this at the ice. This could be very, very bad. And I can't carry you down. Like, like, like don't do this. I'm like hiding behind a tree. And he pops off two rounds. And I kid you not, it was like a rock skipping across the pond. And it goes all the way across until you see it hit the other side. And then the next one, he sees all the other side. And so there we are. We've got less than a quart of water for three men. We've got like two pieces of beef jerky and the ground is way too wet for fire. So we were supposed to stay a couple other nights. We stayed one more night and just prayed, Lord, please clear the path enough so that we can get back quickly and not have to press this SOS on the emergency button where they send a helicopter to get you. We didn't want to be those guys, right? And so luckily the next day it cleared off just enough for us to get back down. Now I'll tell you, I'll be honest with you. There might still be some items that were left up there on that mountain here today. Like, in fact, we had just brought, bought a 10-person tent and it got left up there. We're like, we're not carrying this back down. Maybe this will bless somebody in the future. And, 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 like, and so we make our way down and we get down and man, it was such a great story. We made it through. I, I called my wife and told her what happened. And she was like, how was it? I was like, well, I could have died, uh, but it was great. But the reason I tell you this story today is this. The reason the journey was so difficult is I was carrying all of the wrong things. I was carrying all of the wrong things and all of a sudden I began to go a little slower, go a little slower, begin to fall back and to a point where my path was no longer clear. Some of you in here today, that's exactly what you look like. You're on this path with God and you're trying your hardest, but you're carrying all of these things that you were never intended to carry. And it's getting harder and harder to see and it's getting harder and harder to know where to go next. So the title of my message today is this, stop carrying it. My hope is that we would stop carrying the things that we're not supposed to carry. And we would pack the things that we're supposed to carry like his presence as we move forward with him. Let me pray for us this morning. Lord, I just pray that you would move in a powerful way. I pray that you would speak, that you would move and we'd stop carrying the things that we weren't intended to carry, Lord. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I don't know if you realize this or not, the 2020s have been difficult. I don't know if, you, if this is yours or first or not, but this is my first pandemic. Anybody in the here like this? This is my first pandemic. And just when we think we're getting past all of that, now we have to worry about all of these other things that are going on in the world. It can be very easy in the day and age that we are living in to pick up and carry things and to hold on to them because that's what the enemy wants you to do. But I want you to know that there's good news. This is nothing new. It's always been this way and we can see it all throughout the Bible. So I wanna look today at a guy named Saul. Now not Saul in the New Testament, but King Saul in the Old Testament. So we're gonna be in 1 Samuel chapter 10. And while you turn there, we're gonna be going through the book of 1 Samuel. I wanna give you a little bit of background. So Israel has now been in a place where they've had judges ruling their country for hundreds of years. And they've gone to the prophet Samuel now and said, hey, 
We're tired of having a judge. We're God's chosen people. We want a king. We deserve a king and we want it and we want it now. And Samuel's like, are y'all crazy? Do you know what you're asking for? He's gonna send you off to war. He's gonna tax you more. He's gonna try to conquer the region. He's gonna give you more rules. Are you sure this is what you want? And they're like, yes, this is what we want. So Samuel takes it before the Lord and the Lord says, that's what my people want. Then give it to them. Now, Samuel goes out and he begins to find and to look for a king and he finds Saul. And this is where we pick up. Then Samuel took a flask of oil and poured it on his head and kissed him and said, has not the Lord anointed you to be prince over his people Israel? And you shall reign over the people of the Lord and you will save them from the hand of their surrounding enemies. And this shall be the sign to you that the Lord has anointed you to be prince over his heritage. So King Saul has now been anointed king. This is important because he now has the favor of the Lord on his life. God begins to bless the country. God begins to bless his life, begins to bless everything around him. But then all of a sudden, Saul begins to allow things like pride, insecurity, comparison, jealousy. He starts to carry these things and he begins to step outside of the will of God and begins to try to take regions and conquer places that God had never told him to conquer. And he goes out and does all of these things on his own free will. And we see him get into a place where he begins to lose the favor of God. And in 1 Samuel 15, 11, it says this, I regret that I have made Saul king. I don't know about you, but I never want it to be said, I regret that I have made Ryan a pastor. I never want it said that I regret that I've made you a greeter captain. I never want to hear it said that I regret that I made you a youth pastor. I never want to hear those things. I don't know about you, but for, to hear that is something I never want to hear. This is because he has turned away from me and has not carried out my instructions. Samuel was angry and he cried out to the Lord all that night. So Saul has gone from a place of favor, a place of being anointed and putting into a position by God to now where he has no favor at all and that he has stepped outside of what God has for him. And so Samuel was to go out and to find a future replacement. He finds David who then defeats Goliath and then is placed ironically under the leadership of the guy he's going to replace it becomes a great general. And that's where we pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 6 through 16. It says, when the victorious Israelite army was returning home after David had killed the Philistine woman, from all the towns of Israel came out to meet King Saul. They sang and danced for joy with tambourines and cymbals. This was their song. Saul has killed his thousands and David his ten thousands. I don't know about you, but if a guy's dealing with pride, he probably does not want to hear this being sang about him. This made Saul very angry. What's this, he said. They credit, they credit David with 10,000s and me only with thousands. Next, they'll be making him their king. So from that time on, Saul kept a jealous eye on David. Take note of that jealous eye. The very next day, a tormenting spirit from God overwhelmed Saul and he began to rave in his house like a madman. 
David was playing the harp as he did each day, but Saul had a spear in his hand and he suddenly hurled it at David intending to pin him to the wall, but David escaped him twice. Saul was then afraid of David for the Lord was with David and had turned away from Saul. Finally, Saul sent him away and appointed him commander over a thousand men and David faithfully led his troops into battle. David continued to succeed in everything he did for the Lord was with him. That's important. When Saul recognized this, he became even more afraid of him. But all Israel and Judah loved David because he was so successful at leading his troops into battle. So what's going on here is Saul is now threatened by the success of David. See, now David has been put underneath his leadership and he's being a blessing to Saul. He's going out and he's doing what he's told. He's going out and he's being the greatest general that we've ever seen. And he's doing all the right things. But all of a sudden, Saul, instead of being honored that he is serving him in that way, he feels insecure that he can't lead in the same capacity. He begins to become jealous because David is more talented than him. And it leads him to this place. 1 Samuel 31, 4. Saul groaned to his armor bearer. Take your sword and kill me before these pagan Philistines come to run me through and taunt and torture me. But his armor bearer was afraid and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. You see, Saul was carrying insecurity, jealousy, pride, comparison, all of these things, and it ultimately killed him. Carrying the things not needed for the journey God has for you will hurt you also. But we have good news Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. It says, are you weary, carrying a heavy burden? Come to me. I will refresh your life for I am your oasis. Simply join your life with mine. Learn my ways and you'll discover that I am gentle, humble, easy to please. You will find refreshment and rest in me for all that I require of you will be pleasant and easy to bear. I don't know if you realize that or not, but that's powerful news. If you're carrying a burden today, if you're carrying something today, you need to hear today that you're not strong enough to carry it. But the Lord is. So I don't know where you're at today, but I believe that the Lord wants to do a work in you as we address some of these things that you might be carrying And I want you to ask the Holy Spirit, ask the Lord, what is it that I need to stop carrying today? 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. Cast all of your anxiety. All. Not some. Not a little bit. Not when it's convenient. Not when I feel like it. Cast all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you. The first thing is this, is stop carrying anxiety. I don't know if you've realized this or not, but in doing youth ministry for over 10 years, 
I've seen as time goes on, more and more younger people are carrying and holding on to anxiety more than we've ever seen before. Why? Because they have access to the entire world and they know everything that's going on and it's more than we can process. And it puts us in a place where we feel anxious. And I can see how in a day and age that we're in today, why people begin to feel anxious. And I want you to know that just because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I'm exempt from it. In fact, I was asking the Lord as I was preparing and said, I said, Lord, am I struggling with anxiety? He said, okay. Let me ask you this, Ryan. Do you worry? And I said, yes, God, you know that I do. I worry about my wife. I worry about my children. I worry about my teams, my staff, my groups. I worry about my family. I worry about our church. I worry about our city. I worry about our country. And then he said, okay, Ryan, you struggle with anxiety. Because if you struggle with worrying, guess what? That is the definition of anxiety. And then he hit me with this. Worry is the result of not trusting God. When we feel anxious, when we feel the weight of the world, when we feel the weight of our situation and what's going on in our life, our response should be not to carry it or hold on to it. It should be to cast all of our burdens on Jesus because he is the only one strong enough to carry them. Isaiah 41.10 says this, do not yield to fear. For I am always near. Never turn your gaze from me, for I am your faithful God. I will infuse you with my strength and help you in every situation. I will hold you firmly with my victorious right hand. The second thing is this, church. Stop carrying fear. Do you know that fear is from the enemy? But if you say that you're a follower of Jesus Christ, what is it that you have to fear? Now, I can understand with what we've gone through in the last three years, how that could begin to creep in. We're worried about gas going to $7 a gallon. We're, we're afraid that it's going to go there. We're afraid that what might happen in Europe we're afraid that what does it look like if we become a part of it and a world war breaks out? What does that look like? But you need to know today, church, that there is nothing to fear if you walk with your God. Because he is with you every step of the way. You're not strong enough to carry it. So give it to him. Ephesians 4.31 says this, Lay aside bitter words, temper tantrums, revenge, profanity, insults. Anybody struggle with this in the room? The third thing is this. Stop carrying anger. I'm not the, I know I'm not the only one that, that struggles with this. So we, we're really, really good in, in our world of going to work, holding on to our emotions, and lying to people about how we actually feel. And then we come home, and our spouse, and our kids, 
They get the brunt of our frustration. And you need to hear this today, church. Just because they're going to forgive you does not make it okay. Just because they're going to forgive you does not make it okay. And I'm not, I'm not exempt. As a pastor, I can tell you, some days I'm frustrated with people being real with you right now. And I come home and I take it out on my wife. And that's not fair to her. I love this, this quote that I read. It says, do not say I cannot help having a bad temper. Friends, you must help it. Pray to God to help you overcome it at once for either you must kill it or it will kill you. See, when we get anger, it's a cutting of the flesh that happens. And I'm just gonna be honest and real with you. I'm a huge Dallas Cowboys fan. They make me very angry. In fact, I gotta repent to you right now, okay? Thanksgiving Day. Thanksgiving. We lost to the Las Vegas Raiders. And I was so mad. I let it ruin my Thanksgiving. I'm like, nobody talk to me. Nobody say anything to me. Don't offer me leftovers. Don't offer me pumpkin pie. Don't offer me any of that junk. <laughs> Leave me alone here my sorrows. My cowboys had failed me once again. But after like 45 minutes, I realized, hey, I need to get out of this funk. I can't let something like football get me angry like this. Then the 49ers game in the playoffs happened. And I promised I wasn't gonna do it again. And here I am, upset, because the Cowboys lost a playoff game on my birthday. <laughs> I wanted one birthday present. But the good news with being a Cowboys fan is we always know there's next year. And next year, we are winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> and one year, I will be right. Church, in all seriousness, we have to stop carrying anger. Proverbs 10.9 says, whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but whoever takes crooked paths will be found out. The fourth thing is this, stop carrying insecurity. Stop carrying insecurity. In this world, we're the most connected people on the, that this universe has ever seen. Between Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever social media platform you're on, we are connected to the entire world. And we see the highlight reels of what is going on in people's life. And we see it and we're envious. Look at their car. Look at their house. Look at their kids. Their kids actually mind them for a picture. Do you know how hard it is to get a perfect picture? It's terrible. They got one. I can't even get one. They've got the perfect marriage. They take a selfie together every day. Every day they post it. I'm lucky if I get one once a month. Every week they go on date nights. But here's what we fail to realize is when we play the comparison game, it's the thief of joy. And you need to know that the insecurity is a lack of confidence in who you are. And insecurity is the result of an identity crisis. Because God knew you before the beginning of time. And he created you and crafted you for a purpose and for mission. 
And he placed you here in Longview, Texas in 2022 when the world needed hope through a pandemic. When the world needs hope right now in a divisive world, you are the unifier. He created you with talent, purpose, vision, grace. He saved you for a moment such as this. And when we play comparison to what somebody else has and we don't, it takes our eyes off the Lord who created you uniquely for this moment. There's no need to be insecure. You are perfect because of the way the creator made you to be. Proverbs 19.11 says this, an understanding person demonstrates patience for mercy means holding your tongue. When you are insulted, be quick to forgive and forget it, for you are virtuous when you overlook an offense. Anybody struggle with this one today? The fifth thing is this, and the fifth and the, these next two points, I split these two up on purpose, and I'll tell you why in a moment. The next thing is, is we have to stop carrying offense. Church, you have to choose to be unoffendable. What did Pastor Ryan just say to me? Do you know what they said to me in third grade? I get offended the second they walk into the room. Do you know what they said? Do you know what they, what they did? Do you know how they hurt me? Being unoffendable doesn't mean that what they said wasn't wrong. It doesn't mean they didn't hurt you. It just means you're choosing not to carry it anymore. I love this quote that I read. It says, choosing to be unoffendable or relinquishing my right to anger does not mean accepting injustice. It means actively seeking justice and loving mercy while walking humbly with God. And that means remembering, wait for it, you're not him. What a relief. We have to stop carrying offense. Because in Ephesians 4.32, it says, but instead be kind and affectionate toward one another. Has God graciously forgiven you? Then graciously forgive one another in the depths of Christ's love. The sixth thing that we have to look at today is this, is we have to stop carrying unforgiveness. You see, unforgiveness is a byproduct of holding on to offense. And unforgiveness is the result of allowing offense to morph from an initial state into an internal state. Say that again. Unforgiveness is the result of allowing offense to morph from an initial state to an internal one. You've heard this said before, but I'll say it again because it's so true. Unforgiveness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. All it does is hurt you. So I believe in my spirit today. In fact, I know it. There's some phone calls that need to happen today. You have to stop carrying the unforgiveness of what that person said to you and what they did. Some of you need to call mom. You need to call dad. You need to call brother, sister. You need to call that relative. Some of you need to have a conversation when you leave here today and stop allowing unforgiveness to hold you back in your journey with God. First John 1, 9 says this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us 
from all unrighteousness. The seventh thing is this, is stop carrying sin. Now here's the thing. I could have said 25 things for us to stop carrying today. In fact, I know because I had a list. And I knew I couldn't preach all of those things today. today. But maybe you're holding on to an addiction. Maybe you've got something going on in your life and the Lord is revealing what you need to stop carrying today. I don't know what it is today. But the Lord wants you to stop carrying it. And so I want you to know that I've decided that that mountain whooped my tail and I'm going back up one day. Hopefully in a different month. But I'm gonna go back up there and I'm gonna bring the right supplies. So I have a backpack equipped with the right supplies today and I'm just gonna put it on for just a second. That's way heavier than I thought it was. <laughs> In fact, as I'm holding it here, I can see that it'd be really difficult for me to walk five hours with it. Let, let, do y'all wanna see what I packed in here? I didn't let the wife look at it because she would have said, hey, Ryan, this is what you need. This is what... No, I brought the essentials, y'all. So let's see what I've got in here. I brought all the essentials of what I could possibly need on this journey. And so here's the thing. If I bring my, my foolish friend again, I, I'm, I'm bringing the right equipment this time. I've got my army helmet for my time in the army. So if he tries to shoot nine millimeters down the range, here I go, I'm good to go this time. I got a Frisbee so that we can have some fun. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not really a, a water guy anyway, and so Coke Zero is so much better than water. And so this time I'm gonna have plenty of liquid and, and all that good stuff. And um, man, I did bring a little food just in case. GI Jerky made in Mineral Wells, Texas. Hey, Steve Royer, if you're watching, you're welcome right now, order it, it's delicious. And then you can't go anywhere, and I mean anywhere without the GOAT's jersey. Tony Romo, greatest Dallas quarterback of all time. We can argue in the hallway later, all right? And so you look at all these items in here and you say, hey, Ryan, didn't you learn your lesson? You packed all the wrong things again. Now I'm gonna turn that back on you. This is exactly what you look like on your journey. You let God remove all the unwanted or unneeded items. And then you go on this walk and you pack them again. I wanna tell you today, church, that God wants to give you all the right things to carry, like his presence. If you would bow your heads and close your eyes. I don't know where you're at today, Maybe you've been carrying unforgiveness. Maybe you've been carrying insecurity, offense, anxiety, fear, or anger, but you can lay that down today. So if you've been struggling with anxiety, would you raise your hand? If you've been struggling with fear, would you raise your hand? If you've been struggling with anger, would you raise your hand? Insecurity or comparison, would you raise your hand? Offense, would you raise your hand? Unforgiveness, would you raise your hand?
an addiction, a sin, or something else that the Lord's revealed to you, would you raise your hand that you need to stop carrying today? I wanna tell you that you're not alone. In fact, I didn't see a hand that wasn't raised. And so God wants you to walk on this journey and he wants you to know where you're headed. He wants you to know that you're not strong enough to carry it, but he's walking alongside with you and he can. So let me just pray for us. Lord, I just pray that you would move in a powerful way. I pray that you would do what only you can do. I pray, Lord, that you would make our burdens lights. And I pray that we would stop carrying these things and we would lay them down today. That we would tangibly and physically feel lighter when we leave the room because you are walking beside us carrying all the things that we can't carry because of your victory on the cross. We thank you, Jesus. With all heads bowed down, I've got a second prayer I wanna lead in today. Maybe you're here in the room and you say, that's great and all, I wanna stop carrying all of these things, Ryan, but if I'm being honest with you, I don't know that I've ever started my journey with the Lord. I don't know that I've given my heart to him. And if I were to die today, I don't know that I would spend eternity in his heaven. And if that's you today, friend, I want you to know that you can settle that right now. You can give your heart to Jesus and start a relationship with him today and know that you know that you know that he is your Lord and your God and you can walk with him every day. So if that's you, you wanna start a relationship with him today, you wanna know that you're gonna spend eternity in his heaven. You don't wanna have any doubts. Pray this with me, friend. Jesus, I give you my heart. Come on, pray it. I give you control of my life. Forgive me of my sin, I turn to you. Thank you for dying on the cross. Thank you for raising from the grave and proving that you are God. And thank you for just now saving me. With all heads bowed down, no one looking around. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna call you out. I just wanna celebrate your decision today. So if you just made a decision for Jesus, will you just look at me, give me a quick little wave? Just look at me, give me a quick little wave. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I got you back there. Got you right there. Just look at me, give me a quick little wave. Got you right there. Anybody else? Just look at me, give me a quick little wave. I just wanna celebrate your decision. Right over here. Anybody else? Give me a quick little wave. Awesome. Well, everybody look at me. We had four people make decisions for Christ in this service. Praise God. Thank you so much for the opportunity to share with you today. I love y'all so much. I'm gonna hand it over to your pastor. Thank you, Pastor Ryan. That was awesome. You guys show him some love if you would.
What a fantastic message. Just go ahead and stand to your feet if you would. For all of you watching online on whichever platform that you're using, thank you so much for tuning in today. Do us a favor if you would. Go ahead and share that. Click the link, whatever you want to do, uh, to share this with all of your people on social media. It's, all, it's, it's an amazing honor when you choose to do that. Thank you so much for that. I'm going to have our elders and their wives step forward. These guys will remain here after the service is over to make sure that you get prayed for for any need that you may have. We believe that prayer is still an effective way of watching our lives be changed. When God begins to step in and do what only God can do, great things happen. It's powerful. And so they'll be here to pray for you for anything that you might need. For everybody else, let me bless you and send you out today. Father, I thank you in advance for the miracles that are going to happen as we walk out of this place not carrying the things that you did not design us to carry any longer. Father, we will be carriers of the presence of God. We will be carriers of the gospel. Lord, we will walk in your ways. And I pray that my friends would have an incredible week following after you every step of the way. And everybody said together, amen. God bless you as you go. I hope you have an awesome week. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our prayer is that you are encouraged and strengthened by the message. If you haven't done so yet, be sure to subscribe to this podcast and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you want to be a part of our online community, connect with us through Facebook or Instagram with the handle at HighRidgeLV, or you can check out our website at HighRidgeLV.com. Lastly, if this ministry has impacted your life and you'd like to support its work, visit HighRidgeLV.com slash give. We appreciate your support and we're believing with you today for God's best in your life. Have an incredible week and we will see you next time.